Okay, let's do this one last time, yeah? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider. Call me Spider-Man! I want that ball-crawling arachnid prosecuted! I'm Spider-Man. I want him strung up by his web! Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I want Spider-Man! Hello, true believers. Welcome to the Spider-Man Book Club. This podcast is... All about digging into the library of everyone's favorite wall-crawling menace and his superior corner of the Marvel Universe. Uh, uh, there you go. Um, I'm your host, J.J. Hodges, and today I'm joined by Joey D. Uh, Deinberg, I want to say? <laughs> Is that right? Deinberg. Deinberg. Okay, I knew I was wrong, but I went with it anyway. Uh, and uh, we are here to discuss... Uh, Superior Spider-Man, Volume 2, A Troubled Mind. And, uh, Joey, it's so great to have you on the show. Uh, we've never really uh, gotten to interact just one-on-one. It's been uh, usually us and the other uh, Smallville 33.1 guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Really excited to talk some Spidey. Uh, this, this is going to be a fun one because this will be, uh, I believe... My my third episode where the where Spider Man is not Peter Parker, so that's always an interesting kind of wrinkle in it. Um, even though he looks like Peter Parker, dun dun dun. Um, so Joey, let me uh, let me start off by asking you: um, When were you uh, bit by the uh, by the radioactive spider and then had a villain take over your brain, um, or at least the first part? <laughs> so I uh, I want to say I was six years old five six years old when uh the first uh sam raimi spider-man came out mm. um so it was one you know i know i didn't see it in theaters but two and three was like you know the peak of my uh spidey love there and sure those movies definitely hooked me in uh you know definitely you know would watch the animated series growing up and then um really i i kind of disappear you know sometimes uh, when you get in high school, you feel like you're too cool for comics, and then you come back. Though I, I, I missed a little bit of the Andrew Garfield stuff. I came back later, and then I, uh, you know, of No Way Home, uh, definitely uh, <laughs> reinvigorated a lot. And sure, um, you know, I, I read a lot. I, I mainly stick to DC in in, in my comics, but uh, this was uh, one of the first ones. I had a friend reading this, and he's like, "This is the best Spider-Man I've ever read." Mm. Um, so that's definitely what hooked me in on, or you know, the most superior of the runs that there have been. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Uh, there's, um, it's 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 great to. I, I'm so happy to hear you say that because uh, for a while there, this you know, the, the, this was in uh, 2013. Um, this and uh, Tom Taylor's Earth Two during the New Fifty Two mm-hmm. were some of my favorite comics because they were the most unpredictable. I, I really had no idea what was going to happen. You yeah. know, in a normal Spider-Man comic, you know, he's going to win in the end. But in this case, it's like, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. You know, and are you rooting for him to, to win or lose? It's kind of a, a conflicted place to, as a, as a reader. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and there's a great history there that, that, you know, we'll, we'll get into as we, uh, as we go along here. Um, so, uh, so let me ask you uh, outside of uh, Peter Parker, 
do you have a favorite character in the in the Spider-Man lore? I I'm always I'm always a big fan of uh, of JJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, always uh, you know, even even as an antagonist, always just, you know, um, you know, I, I didn't mention it before, but another thing I had when I was younger was I had the box uh the box set of the uh 67 is that is, is that's the right year the 67 animated oh yeah yeah um so i mean you know just parker that, that, <laughs> that, uh you know the that cartoon i just always loved uh jj as a, as a uh you know uh you know a protagonist you know for, for or an antagonist for peter more so than for spider-man yeah yeah for sure uh it it's funny because you know you're you're uh you're you're in a small group of people that have said that's your answer. And, and it, uh, it always makes me laugh, you know, because uh, it's just like, I, I wouldn't have thought of it, you know, like, it's like, Oh, you know, he's a great, well, he's a great character, but I don't think I ever would single him out. Uh, but then when everybody gets into it, like you and a couple other people, that's when I kind of go, Oh yeah. (laughs) You know, you're right. This is a great character. And he has a great uh, run in this story as well. Yes. Yeah, really fun to kind of see him uh, turn on a dime. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, so, okay, so last question before we dive into the story here. Um, out of all Spider-Man comics, movies, uh, video games, animation, whatever, do you have a favorite costume of Spidey's? Oh, that is that is a, a tough one. I mean, <laughs> if I'm playing Spider-Man PS4, I am probably setting the skin to either the the new one they came in that game with the, with the white stripes, yeah. or I'm going back to the the Toby suit. Those those two are probably my my top favorites. You know, closely followed probably by the the Iron Spider and in, in, in the MCU, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, which kind of resembles a little bit of what Otto's got going on. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny because I remember when they first showed uh, pictures of Peter in in that suit and then even in in far from home when he had the black in it people were like is doc ock going to be in this is it going to be a superior thing and i was like i was like maybe why else would spider-man have black in his costume but it's always been uh like even those early ditko drawings was very kind of like batman in the animated series right very dark blue it was like almost black with like shades of blue right yeah so that kind of fit um but yeah the uh the toby suit you know is uh as soon as you see it, you know, the the way his mask is and his eyepieces in, in like No Way Home, I was like, we're back, baby, you know? <laughs> um, that was a fun, uh, that that was awesome seeing that again. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, so that, you know, and, and with the uh, the PS4 suit, I have to admit it grew on me, you know, because I, I first saw it and I was like, oh, gross, you know? <laughs> and it took me a minute to go, okay, well, it's cool that it's it's unique to this world, right? Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, I always like when when you can tell immediately, you know, wh- who who you're with, what you know, in terms of, you know, which character you're looking at, in terms of, you know, the, all the different parts of the multiverse we've got. Right, right. Um, so th- th- I'm so excited that you know you picked a Superior Spider-Man. It, like I said, one of my favorite comic Spider-Man runs of all time, um, and it makes me happy that your friend recommended it and said that because I very much was against it because I was just one of those jerk fanboys, just like with my arms crossed going, Peter died. I don't want to read this comic anymore, you know? And then it was my sister who really persuaded me to 
be like, no, 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 you, you need to get in on this. You're going to love it. And I was like, all right. So I, you know, and those first few issues were sold out. It took me a while to actually get yeah. one. Um, and same with uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 700 was the one where he died. And uh, and I and I remember, I think by luck, getting a copy of that. Because um, I, I wasn't getting Spider-Man at the time. I went to my store and I was like, you guys happen to have any? You know, like, I'm just curious. And they were like, I don't think we do. And then they were like, hey, this guy's file. He only comes in here once a month. He's not coming for a few weeks. Just give him his and we'll replace it later. And I was like... Okay, and I was like, "Sucks to be that guy," but you know, <laughs> I don't know if he ever got one. I hope he did. <laughs> if not, then I I took it. Uh, wasn't my fault though; they sold it to me. I paid full price for it. <laughs> That's right. Um, so what you know when I you know uh, when we were talking about Spider Man, what what made you pick? Uh, you know, as opposed to starting at the beginning, you wanted to go right into you know the the second you know quote unquote chapter, I guess, of Otto's Superior Spider Man run. Yeah, I was I was rereading this one, and this one I feel like you know, the, the first volume definitely puts you in the world and kind of shows you where we're at. But this one really got into some of that nitty gritty where you feel conflicted. I feel like as a reader, because you know, there's po po uh, points where he um, or parts where he points out that you know he kind of is superior in a way to certain things. You know, he's got all his, his spider bots around and the check, you know, like, wow, he is uh, being much more efficient, taking care of things, yep. you know, um, you know, and has time to uh, dedicate to, you know, his, his friends and, you know, Peter's friends and family, which I mean, he has all of those memories. So he's, you know, um, right. I, I couldn't help but think about, uh, you had, I have to make a small little connection at some point. Uh, <laughs> you know, when, uh, Bizarro Clark is spending all that time with Lana. Um, right. I was going back and forth between thinking about that in terms of, you know, the, you know, you're the, um, the, you know, the, the people who get hurt by a hero the most are the ones closest to them in terms of losing that sacrifice to them. And sure. um, it, it's kind of, it, you always have to sit there and think like when the, when the bad guy is in their place and they're kind of, you know, the friends and family are happy and getting what they want, but obviously, you know, throughout this MJ is slowly, uh, seeing through things too so right uh, yeah i couldn't help but think about that yeah you know i i didn't even uh think about that but that's that's funny that you say that because it's it's true you know there's there's sort of a weird uh there's there's sort of a weird trope with superhero things where not only does the villain take over but they kind of are doing things a little bit better than the hero did you know so here there is a interesting conflict as us as the viewers and with the characters themselves. And I loved kind of the, when Clark came back, you know, there was a, there was a really good fallout uh, with yeah. Lana and, and it, and it made perfect sense. And it's also like, how do you, can he be mad at her for that? I mean, not really, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, and it's, it's the same thing with Peter, you know, where, uh, you know, he, uh, you know, he's talking to Aunt May and, like you know, I, I love that you know they have this scene where he's he's talking to Anne May and he's like, oh, you know, I, you know, I'm 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 gonna go see a girl and she's like, oh, well then, scoot, scoot, get out of here, you know, you're you got you got places to be and it's just such an Aunt May thing to say, not realizing that she's talking to Otto and he's in love with somebody that Peter probably wouldn't have fallen for, you know, um, but somebody and and that's that other that, that character too, Anna Maria. I, yeah. I love her. She's such a great character. 
And, um, and another point where I feel like as a reader, you have to be a little conflicted is when he, when, when Otto kind of first meets her and she's kind of being bullied mm-hmm. and he has his own flashbacks at times when, when he's been bullied and also, you know, maybe times that he's been, I mean, he's a villain. I don't want to sugarcoat it too much, but where he's been <laughs> bullied by Spider-Man as a way, or at least from his eyes, he, you know, he looks at Spider-Man as a bully. Right. And as a as a reader, you're sitting there like, oh man, he, he, you know, like you have to you have to sit and think about that in terms of you know our heroes aren't always perfect, um, right? Yeah. Um, what I but what I like about uh, this particular run is uh, how it, it, I guess how Otto just feels like I it's it's such a paper thin disguise almost like he's just he's very obviously not Peter Parker. And, but nobody can quite get a read on him. So they're just like, oh, well, Spider-Man's under a lot of stress, right? Um, yeah. And, you know, because that's what the Avengers think at first. And and they don't I love, Yeah. No yeah I, loved, uh, I loved Wolverine kind of stepping in, too, and just saying, like, you know, look, we've all, we all have blood on our hands, too. And, and you know, trying yeah. to rationalize, hey, maybe he's just... You know he's not a, a a kid anymore, and he's getting hardened a little bit, like the rest of us have. Right, right. Um, so uh, something I forgot to do. Uh, I will do it now. Uh, <laughs> uh, this uh, particular story, uh, as I said, is a troubled mind. Ran from uh, April twenty thirteen to July twenty thirteen. Um, written by Dan Slott and Christo Scage, penciled by Humberto Ramos, Ryan Stegman, and. Oh boy, Giuseppe Kemen Coley. I'm trying to say it with an Italian accent. I apologize, sir. I'm butchering your name. Uh, <laughs> inked by Victor Alazaba, Ryan Stegman, Cam Smith, John Dell, Terry Pallet. Colored by Edgar Delgado and Antonio Fabula, and lettered by Chris Iliopoulos. It's a very, uh, very eclectic group of people there doing it. Uh, doing this, this just these six or seven issues that we read here, uh, Superior Spider-Man numbers uh, seven through 13, because for some reason, the, 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 the story wants it, it, like the collected edition wants you to think it stops at 12. But mm-hmm. I was like, but the, the, the raft arc ends at 13. So that's strange. Uh, so yeah. That's why I reached out to you. I was like, we, we, we need to add that last one because it's going to be a, you know, it's, it was a good ending and tease for the next kind of, revamp right with or Otto's rebranding of spider-man yeah um, and spider island 2 as he does which i thought was kind of a a fun image you know having the the two right at the camera right you know <laughs> um so let so this particular uh story is it starts with peter still in ox or you know Otto's brain mm-hmm. and and Otto's kind of slowly but surely picking up on him and it's so interesting reading that, and and again, like you were saying, being conflicted, like, should we be, you know, scared that Peter's going to catch him, or that Otto might catch him, or should we, because we're supposed to be, are we supposed to be rooting for Otto? Should we want Peter to take back over? Like, what, how are we supposed to feel here? Yeah. It's so, it's so interesting, and so, and so, you know, different from a, a normal Spider-Man story, where it's like, well, of course we're rooting for Peter, he's our hero, but in this case, it's like, but Otto is genuinely trying to be a better person. Mm-hmm. So we're also kind of rooting for that too, right? Yeah. 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 I, it's so hard to kind of just find a place to, 
you know, you just kind of, ha- I mean, really I, what I love about it is you kind of just have to let the story take you on a ride. Right. Yeah. Um, that, that was something I, I thought of a lot um, uh, while, um, while reading it, you know, like I said, it was one of my favorites because or still is one of my favorites for that reason that I just, this story is going to, this story is going to tell me what it is. I'm, I can't, figure it out and that was that was that's the fun of it you know as opposed to just being like well you know it's a classic spider-man adventure it's like oh no this is if what if doc ock was spider-man and the the ramifications of that and that's in in a way far more interesting you know far more superior dare i say huh (laughs) and and for them to uh, you know have this be you know not you know like an elseworlds type of story not to be you know a, a side story in a normal Spy- amazing spider-man run I mean, right you're like because you want to have the thought of oh well you know like when peter while he's sleeping gets him to write down you know you know can kind of get his control for a second there's part of your brain that's like oh okay here you go you know it's it's coming you know it'll be a nice little uh, you know run here and then you know peter will take back over but you have to remember that they gave this an ongoing series where you're going to you have to you know kind of just remember like oh they're not just going to do that and, you know, when they kind of have that battle in, in Otto's mind or in mm. Otto and Peter's mind and you, you, you know, and spoilers, you know, when Otto wins, it's right. kind of like, you're like, okay, where do we go from here? I remember that issue being, uh, uh, coming out and being like, and, and Dan Slott even saying, okay, so the, the first few issues are kind of the training wheels. We're going to get you kind of get you all kind of used to the idea that Peter isn't Spider-Man anymore. But he's there. He might he might break free, but then he's gonna lose, and and it and it looks like an ending, you know, where Otto looks right at the camera, right, and is like, okay, it's done, and it's just that one image, you know, Ryan Stegman, who's you know, amazing. Uh, it it looks brilliant and terrifying, and like us, you know, us as the readers going, well, but Peter, no, no, you can't, but. You know, and then having to go, you know, us getting excited about it, like, well, now I got to know what happens. Like, Peter's got to come back, right? And it was quite a while before they brought him back. Yeah, yeah it was. It was almost a year, I think. Yeah, I, I, I love the the commitment to being able to tell this story, you know, on a part of the mainstream universe too, without doing something on the side. Yeah, uh, you know, and like you said, it was it was a commitment because. Amazing Spider-Man was canceled and Superior Spider-Man took its place. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, and I think even for us who are smart enough to go, okay, well, this is going to be a thing that goes on for a while, blah, blah, blah. You know, who knows how long, you know, uh, it, it's still like, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's not going to be Doc Ock the whole time. Right. You know, and, oh no, it's Doc Ock for like 99% of it. You know, it really isn't until yeah. the last, I think it's the last, you know, three or four, maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit more than that, that Peter does come back. Mm-hmm. And, and I grew to really love Otto as, as Spider-Man. I was like, I, I dig what he's doing. Like you were saying before, he kind of, he's doing a little bit better than Peter was, you know, in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, I, it had me thinking um, in terms of the, I, I want to say it was right at the end of the new 52 starting, I, I believe rebirth when, you know, Gordon took over as Batman for, for that short run right, where, right you know something like that where you just kind of know oh this is going to be a fun little thing and we'll get back on course and and a few issues and and just knowing that this 
you know, had that staying power. And again, it made, you know, people kind of like, you know, people like you and, 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 and me sitting there thinking like, wow, I mean, I think Idol's got a, I got a point here. You know, it's, I, I, and I think, you know, we, we all love stuff like that. You know, when you talk about Smallville, it's hard not to root for Lex Luthor a lot of times, right. Yeah. You know, because there's times where he's, he's right. You know, he's got, uh, and even Lex Luthor in, in kind of the mainstream Superman stuff, when he challenges the idea of Superman, he's not always wrong. And I think that that's so fascinating to have that point of view from a villainous character, you know, and, and I think like when Stan Lee was creating these characters, you know, he was, he knew that he was writing people that were flawed and interesting, but to see something like this happen where, well, what happens if the villain gets what they want? And then it's also, you know, because it's also interesting, Otto wins, but then there's also a price to the victory, right? You know, because he says a bunch of times, you know, I'm trapped in Peter's life. He doesn't have his doctorate, so I have to go back to school to get it. <laughs> you know, like he, you know, I have to maintain a, a friendship with, or some sort of relationship with like Aunt May and kind and kind of Mary Jane, although he blows her off. Yeah. Um, and also with, you know, the city of New York. Um, and, and I think it's, it's so fitting and funny how he and Jameson kind of, get along at first right you know they're 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 buddies <laughs> yeah yeah I, I um one thing i was thinking too was um awesome <laughs> um just to, in terms of i i got i'll come back okay <laughs> all right no that's all right um it's it's just uh I, what i what i really loved was uh how cartoony these characters really can be and and Otto kind of um kind of is cartoony a little bit in the way he talks right um you know just being like oh you you simpletons you imbeciles you know and saying one, one, of, the, it's yeah, one of the best panels in the whole thing was uh, when uh when he's uh kind of just laughing at Jameson getting pants to uh, yeah and and it has the mwaha, you know, the evil laugh kind of in the panel, and then you know, people like that is the creepiest laugh I've ever heard from you, Peter. Yeah, <laughs> tiny little, you know, a bit of humor there. Yeah, yeah, and and it's funny. Like uh, I loved when he he caught the the two criminals and um, and the and the two policemen who were there. I, I forget exactly what what Otto says, um, but he's like, "Oh, that's a wrap," or something like that. And the one guy's like. Like you know, I don't know, man. Like Spider Man used to be funnier, and and that that really made me laugh because that felt like something that, I, at the very least, I would say. Like if I was, you know, if I knew Spider Man in some way, shape, or form, I might be like, I don't know, man. Like Spider Man's funny. Like that guy wasn't funny. You yeah, and somebody says, you know, where are all the quips at? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, and I love that because we get because everybody's sort of. Everyone has their own theory on what's going on with Spider-Man. Why is he acting so different? You know, you, or even why is Peter acting so different? You know, his, uh, you know, uh, I, I think she was his girlfriend at the time, you know, Detective Carly Cooper, yeah. who's kind of the, the only one that figured it out but can't prove it. And and it's such a shame that, like, he was right there with the Avengers and Peter's like, oh, I've got some ghost. I wish I had some ghost popcorn. and I could watch them figure this out. And then they're like, all right, well, you're not a scroll. So uh, I think everything's okay. 
And Peter and Peter's just like, "What are you doing here?" And and even Otto says, "If Iron Man or you know Ant Man had been there, they would have figured me out." But none of them did. And I just I laughed at that, going, "Oh man, that that Parker Luck man, it just keeps getting them." <laughs> yeah, and I it, it's just fun to I mean because that's kind of I thinking about it now for the amount of time that peter is is with us kind of having that commentary it's almost like that's us right now and then when we finally are adjusted to Otto, that's when we kind of lose lose peter as our 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 kind of just our conscience if you will and you know all right this is our new character and moving forward it that in that issue uh number nine with um the the fight in the in the mindscape or you know whatever you want to call it um Mm -hmm. is I mean, it's so powerful because you get to see Otto defeat Spider-Man in a really, uh, in a really interesting way, where he he uses his Peter's guilt and respon- and sense of responsibility against him, you know, because yeah. you know, and th- this was something I, I, if nothing else, stuck with me from this series. It was the idea of Spider-Man performing brain surgery <laughs> on a child right um and you know just the image of him just there with the, ma- the mask on and i was like it's like does he need to be wearing that surgical mask because you know, he's already got a mask i guess that's fine but it's a funny image and, and but that's how Otto figures it out because he's like you and and that's how he ultimately defeats peter because he says you tried to stop me from saving this girl and peter tries to say i didn't think you were going to save her and blah blah blah, and Otto's like, "But I did, and you tried to stop me." And of course, that's going to get to Peter because for Peter, there's no, there's no gray, you know. Yeah. Um, or at least for the most part, he, you know, he, you know, he he gets into some gray areas. Obviously, I mean, he's a vigilante anyway. But uh, for the most part, he's um, he's just doing what he thinks is best as uh as spider-man and as uh as a you know as as what he thinks a hero should be and Otto's version of that is just very very different you know yeah another thing that's so much fun about uh really the way dan slot writes in general is that he's very much a, a student of stan lee he writes these fantastical, wacky things, you know, like the, you know, like Ock having the, you know, the figuring out a way that the 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 raft won't, you know, the the walls won't break, mm-hmm. you know, and he knows every escape route from out of there, and you know, and, and even the fight in the mindscape and. Like I said before, Peter wearing, you know, the you know, or Otto as Peter wearing the surgical mask over his Spider-Man costume, you know, these these kind of wacky things that don't require anything from us as the audience, other than us just to go, it's comics, it's fun, just go with it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, much like Stanley, he he can write a very emotional and kind of dark story that you know, about, about our hero that's supposed to be lighthearted and fun. But in this case, it's, it's scary, you know, like this, this is one where Peter loses way more than he wins, obviously. Right. Yeah. You know, it's not even really his book anymore, you know? Yeah. And, you know, uh, kind of 
jump off of that, you know, it, it, when you say that kind of makes me think of, you know, Star Wars and, you know, the interviews Mark Hamill did after, you know, the, the you know, the first film and, you know, saying like, yeah, George just wrote the, the craziest scene. And I'm like, nobody's ever going to believe this, like, you know, these <laughs> random lines and we just go with it because it, it fits the world. It fits the world they built. And, it, you know, definitely, you know, it's reminiscent of some stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Where uh, I think the line that either Harrison Ford or Carrie Fisher said, and part of my language was, you can write this shit, but you can't say it, you know? <laughs> and, um, and I think there's, there's a, there's a feeling I have with that, with, uh, with this book. And it's funny because for me, when I read a Spider-Man book, I hear Christopher Daniel Barnes, you know, from the nineties show, mm-hmm. like that's Spider-Man to me. But when it's auto Spider-Man, I just, it's, I don't, it's somebody else. Right. You know, <laughs> like it's, it's somebody. And I, I don't know. I remember tweeting after uh, No Way Home. I said, I, I, I feel like at some point, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man went through a superior Spider-Man arc. I just think, oh yeah, that would have been cool to see. Um, yeah, and how yeah, Andrew... I, I, I stopped pulling my punches. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because it, it just. But then again, also, I felt like, especially the way Humberto Ramos draws Spider-Man, he looks just like Andrew Garfield. You know. <laughs> so... Yeah. Um, absolutely. And, you know, and it's, it's so, it's so interesting to, to have this book where we get, uh, so many characters, you get so much story, you know, and like I said, this was bi-weekly, so this was happening, you know, we, we got a really meaty story in a very short amount of time. It it only ends up being like 32 issues, you know, give or take with some annuals and spinoffs and such, Mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, it's, it's you know thirty-two issues, and that's and that's not and that's not nothing. But it's also this complete arc that gets told, and all of it gets seeded in this too, because we get stuff with like the you know the the Goblin King, right? You know, so we have the return of Norman Osborn, and that's scary, and um, and how Otto is going to get, uh, you know, is ultimately going to have to face him, isn't he? And and that's. How is he going to react to that? And but I also love that that Norman. I, I think in this one he even says like, "Oh, that's not that's not Spider Man," or yeah. something like that, you know. Um, and even you know with uh, Alistair Smythe with the Spider Slayer, right at the last second before he dies, he says, "You know, you didn't even get to kill the the guy you wanted to kill." You know, <laughs> it's it's me, it's Otto, and that's and I just and I was just like, man, this is so good it's just so you know like the this villain getting a win but i kind of wish he didn't get the win and then but then again i can't help but go into like a what if territory like what if alistair had gotten in there and then peter and otto and alistair are all fighting in their head you know (laughs) it's it's in it's absolutely bonkers stuff but there's such a core humanity to it that it's hard to you know, I, I, I'm not sitting here dwelling on the, the wackiness of it. I'm dwelling on how well these characters are written and how much I ended up really enjoying Otto as Spider-Man for quite a while, yeah. which I, you know, if you had told me, oh, Peter's going to die and Otto's going to be the new Spider-Man, I would have said, that sounds like the dumbest story in the world. And I know that because I did say that. <laughs> and then here I am, you know, 10 years later going on and on about how much I love it. <laughs> And and yeah, you know, like um, like I mentioned before, when Peter is gone, and we as the reader have to fully go in and say, okay, you know, I mean, it, it's either Otto or they're all, you know, all the 
all the criminals out there. So I guess, you know, we've got to, got to hitch ourselves to, to that boat, you know? Yeah. It, we really, after number nine, we don't have a choice. You know, there's no, yeah. there's sort of no question at the end. No, that Peter's gone. And, and I, I remember feeling like really sad about it, obviously, but, but also, you know, excited thinking, well, what's this book going to look like now without Peter Parker as Spider-Man? And, you know, and I've read like 2020, you know, like, or excuse me, uh, 2099. And I've read, um, you know, like Miles Morales as Spider-Man, you know, I've read, uh, you know, some Ben Riley stuff. So it's like, I've seen other characters do it, but at their core, they were always heroes and they were always on the, the side of right and wanting and subscribing to the whole, um, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. But with Otto, it's it's more or less like I have responsibility, but I'm but I'm choosing what's what's important. And even then he can't let it go, right? He keeps saying, I bet Parker would have done this and Parker would have said this. And we as the readers are kinda like, Yeah, he would have he would have done that and he would have stopped one bad thing from happening, but another bad thing would have happened. And Peter would wreck himself over it, you know? Yeah. And another thing this has me thinking, too, is, uh, you know, Spider-Man, you know, you know, second in my mind, only only to Batman in terms of a rogues gallery mm-hmm. and, you know, where, you know, Otto for, you know, has always just been one of one of the rogues, not, you know, not, you know, necessarily like the the rogue in my mind. Yes. And the way that this elevates him to being, you know, I mean, just elevates him to being like you know god he is <laughs> yeah because theoretically they could have picked a number of different people to do a story like this and for sure. it to be Otto and to really just elevate Otto as a villain i thought you know going forward is just incredible and it's and it makes a lot of sense too because they're not terribly dissimilar from each other you know they're they're both you know very very smart they both love, you know, the idea of extra limbs, I guess. Uh, and uh, but, you know, they they were both kind of treated, mistreated as as children and even adults in a sense. Um, and when they were given great power, how did they react to it? Well, Otto reacted very much like a villain would, you know, like now I'm taking now I'm taking what I want and doing what I want because the world owes me this. Whereas mm-hmm. Peter says. I owe the world something. Um, and, you know, and that's, and that's a really, uh, you know, and that's a tale as old as time, isn't it? You know, the idea of the, what, if given great power, what would you do with it? And I think most people would probably, you know, yeah, sure. If I, if I could fly, you know, maybe I would skip work for at least a day and go fly around and see what it's like, even though I have a responsibility there. Right. You know. <laughs> um, and, but I, you know, but I also love that Peter, Peter is always learning about responsibility and, you know, what he needs to do as a hero. Whereas Otto, he, he thinks he's, you know, he's just so arrogant that he thinks he has all the answers. So we see him start to get outsmarted by the goblins and he doesn't even realize it. Right. You know, like there's, oh, there was a fire. Did they take care of it? Yeah. He's like, okay. Whereas like Peter would be like, oh no, MJ, oh no, I should have done something, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to say this, it goes back to volume one, but to see Otto sitting there just saying, you know, like, 
you know, spy, you know, I shouldn't be wasting my talents on, you know, lower level, lower level issues. And that's another hard one to swallow, you know, in terms of, you know, yeah, you know, the reason, you know, yeah, he does show us that, you know, Peter can go to school and have the, his relationships and do all and, and stop the higher level crime. But Peter can't can't separate that. And, you know, and it, it's just, you know, you, you see multiple sides of the coin there and just. You know, what is the best, you know, who is having the better impact on, you know, on New York and who is helping the most people, you know, you, you know, the stop, stopping a small petty crime does that, you know, that, yeah, it helps those people. But, you know, the auto is just not, look is more calculated and looking at it from a, a different perspective. Right. And, and there's, and there's sort of, uh, there's sort of value in that too, and kind of why I, I was rooting for auto a little bit, right. You know, because it's like, oh, you know, like, because he's not just ignoring it. He's like his spider bots are alerting the police or alerting the firefighters, right? So yeah. he's so he's not being negligent about it. He's just not dealing with it personally. You know, and even in volume one, Peter even kind of admits that's not a bad idea, actually. <laughs> um, and, you know. There was there was one point too where Otto uh, does say, you know, I see why Parker does this. You know, it, it does help relieve a little bit of stress to take out a mugger every once in a while right yeah and and it's it's funny to see how Otto deals with it and um and and, and to deal with the power because Otto's power was always sort of external right you know uh with the arms uh and this time he gets to actually have the power and I, I love seeing this bit with um uh with Dan Slott where he talked about it was an interview he was doing and he was saying how He's like, yeah, you know, this this big guy is suddenly in this, you know, this big ugly guy is in this handsome young man's like really fit body. And then he started laughing and said, and was like, you know, maybe I should be lying on a couch for this, and you should be taking notes, you know. <laughs> and I, I was like, that's that's funny. Uh, but but you know, so there is sort of a almost like a Shazam quality to it, right? You know, like a wish fulfillment type of thing. Yeah. But um, but I love that they have this when they have their fight in the the mindscape. At first, it's it's Doc Ock and Peter, and then Peter, you know, you know, rips his face off and becomes Spider Man, and then Ock rips his face off and he's the Superior Spider Man, and and then, and Peter just has like the best line where he's like he's like Good God, Otto, is this how you see yourself now? Like this isn't even your life. You stole it from me, <laughs> and. But it's like you kind of, I, I feel like, at least for me, I, I can sympathize with Otto in that moment, you know, that he's like, no, no, this is this is who I was meant to be. Mm -hmm. um, he really looks and, at it as a second chance, too, in terms yeah. of the morality side of it. I think he does say, OK, well, you know, I'm in this position to help people. I, I, I will do it. And I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. And and that's that's one of the reasons that I really enjoyed the book was I think a lesser writer would have just made him a villain. You know, and just made him, yes, be more, maybe more in line with like the Punisher or something like that, right? But instead, he's he's still doing Spider-Man stuff, and he's being, and he's inventing new stuff, and he's coming up with better ways to save the city, and um, and not only that, but he he does a lot of things that Peter couldn't. Like he really gets one up on on Jameson, whereas usually it was just Peter just kind of. As, as Spidey just kind of bugging him and pissing him off, whereas Otto actually literally blackmails him and is like, you have no choice but to kind of do what I 
want you to do. And and that's such a good line at the end of it too, when he says, you know, you know, he says, you know, you can't do this to me, you know, like I'll tell everyone what a monster you are, and and Spider Man says, you know, like what you're gonna tell everyone I'm a menace and a threat to the city, like how would I how would I ever deal with that? And it's just like, you know, as much as you know, kind of like you were saying before, it's like as much as we may not be rooting for Otto in that moment, you got to give it to him. He got one up on on one of the biggest thorns in Spider Man's side. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, and I do want to. I, I I will backtrack to Volume One a little bit with the uh, sure. who would who would be uh, dumb enough to have a signal on top of a. <laughs> a giant signal that I can't I don't know the exact quote, but I yeah, man, yeah, yeah. I got a got a good laugh out of that thinking about that that relationship with him. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was a fun poke at uh, at Batman. Um and you know there's there's truth in that too. It's like, oh well that's uh that's a good point, isn't it? <laughs> um but uh but at the at the same time I love that they kind of start off as allies because it seems oddly fitting in a way that well, he's not going to team up with Peter Spider-Man, but he will team up with Otto Spider-Man, even though he doesn't know, he doesn't know it. But it it sort of works, right? And you mentioned earlier too, you know, not his, all the closest people in his life can't tell what's going on. But another, again, you know, Jameson is one of those ones who says, "Oh, something's different about you, and I like you." Yeah, yeah, and and that's very in that's very much in character with him. Um, I, I, and that's another one, you know, where. Uh, I mean, that Jameson is J.K. Simmons in my head reading it, you know. Um, you know, as much as I loved Ed Asner in the original show and uh, the other actors who have done it since, I can't think of their names in the other animated shows. Uh, but, yeah, it's, I mean, it's J.K. Simmons. You know, he's yeah. just, you know. And, and, right. And, and I love that, you know, and this was, and I almost forgot that this was uh, when Jameson was the mayor of New York, too. Uh, which that in and of itself is a, is a great plot twist, you know. Like what happens when one of Spider Man's biggest uh, antagonists, you know, is in this position of even more power than he had before? You know, it's it's it was really uh, like Dan Slott really found really great ways to freshen up. Yeah, and and new ways to torture Peter, which is. Uh, <laughs> You know something that you know these these stories need to do because sometimes it does feel like like man like Peter can't catch a break but then it's like well you know wouldn't that be kind of boring if it ended happily every every issue or whatever um, you know yeah. even even the uh, the ending of Superior Spider Man in general I, I kind of you know had a tear jerk moment when you know at at the very end he says uh, you know I I made a promise a long time ago that no one would die. But unfortunately, Otto did die, and he was, and he was a great hero. Um, and of course, you know, Otto comes back and all that, and, <laughs> and those are good stories too. But in that, uh, but I, but I, but I loved that where you know, and we're starting to see it here where Otto, you know, he feels that sense of responsibility, and he is going to be a hero, but he's also just, you know, just such a. He's just an arrogant jerk about it. You know, you just want to slap him a little bit and go, dude, like, you know, you got to, you know, pull yourself out of your own butt here. And <laughs> um, but uh, but at the same time, uh, 
I did when I if, if I was rooting for him in any sense, it was with Anna Maria because you know I thought that they were kind of cute together and they were uh, and she was so smitten with him mm-hmm. and and that that arc throughout this is really kind of is really kind of sad. Um, but then also the the teacher Professor uh, Lamaz is you know and it, it's just so funny having Otto sit there and just be so mad that he has to sit through these classes and. Um, and then have to, and he's like, oh, I'm, and he answers the, and he does the test and he finishes it in like record time. And it's just the snide it, comments about, you know, oh, you, you say you're an expert now, but you know, you could, you, you barely average to see or something like, something like that, you know, like that. Right. And, and it, it goes to show that, you know, a character like Otto, it, the growth for his character was much harder than other uh, you know our normal heroes right especially peter because otto can't see past himself i'm the smartest one in the room versus saying okay i'm very smart but there's other people who are smart too maybe in different ways that can help me and he and especially in these first the first part of the story especially in this one he does not at all see it that way he's very much like no no i I know what I'm doing here. Like when he says, you know, everybody get in the force field, you know, and then it's like, and then the vulture shows up and he's like, well, the force field will hold up. It's like, okay, but that was, was a good idea for a minute, but now it's a bad idea because all those people are trapped. (laughs) Um, You know, it's just, so it's interesting having this, uh, this new dynamic with Spider-Man and the way Otto fights the villains versus the way, you know, Peter would have done it. Um, And, uh, it, you know, and he even says, I'm very, I, I'm, you know, Parker was so reactive. I'm, I'm doing my best to be proactive, which is smart, oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, work ahead, never behind. Yeah. And and he's uh, he's good at that, too. Just being very, uh, you know, trying to figure out the, the different angles and how he can come on, t- come out on top in the end. Um, so it's, it's interesting for him to get start getting these victories and he i think he even says something along those lines of like you know you know i'm an expert on getting beat up by spider-man or something like that you know yeah. Um, yeah and it's 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 really really good stuff yeah and you know not to um you know be a broken record on it either but yeah just the all of those little victories you're talking about were sitting there in the background is is peter saying well, that wasn't a terrible idea i guess yeah right right you know again it just helps it helps bring us along for the ride and and get us ready for for this story yeah and it's it's also great just how uh intimate it feels you know because it for a good chunk of it it's it is peter versus otto again but in in his own mind but again, like, and, and this is something I love, and I've talked about on this show and the other show, uh, those types of stakes where it's it's very personal, it's very emotional, it's very, you know, mano a mano, right? That's that's far more interesting than if the world was about to end, you know. And like, if Peter oh. doesn't beat if Peter doesn't beat Otto, then the the world's gonna end. It's like there's plenty of stories like that, but this this feels so much more interesting and intimate because it's just one-on-one and there can really only be one winner here. And yeah. unfortunately it's going to be Otto because he's the star of the book now. <laughs> yeah, to, to compare it to the, you know, Smallville, nobody cared about apocalypse coming. Everybody cared about 
Lex and Clark, you know, and, yep. and, and, and their final confrontation, you know, everything else is just, just there, but that, you know, that real personal stuff is, is why we're here. <laughs> and, and that, that scene, by the way, was so, oh, so good too. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I could do like a whole, I could do a whole podcast episode just about that scene with Clark and Lex uh, at yeah. the end there. And then, and then we erase it all because we lose our memory. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Sorry to derail. No, no. I uh, <laughs> I was really hoping in the season 11 comic that Brian Q. Miller would undo that. And unfortunately, which, he, he didn't. Which, which to tie it all back, though, uh, Tess has the little ghost in Lex's head ties us right back to here. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. You, you are nailing it with this. Like... Um, Oh man, that's really funny. I didn't even think of that. Um, but she does the same thing where she figures out how to like use his hand and and yeah. write and stuff. Uh, the difference there is that she ends up getting out of there. And <laughs> well, I mean, I guess Peter gets out, but uh, and then so does Otto. I don't know. It, it's it's crazy. It's been ten years almost since <laughs> these books came out, and you know, I'm still like going. I I still go back to this. It was like I I always say for me. The golden age of comic books was like from like 2000, you know, eight or 2007 to around 2000, I was like 14 or 15. I don't know why, but it was just like I was having the most fun as a comic yeah, book reader. Absolutely. You know, I so I got to college uh, right when the new 52 launched. Mm -hmm. And I, I grew up in a small town with no, you know, comic store, so I just didn't have the ability to, you know, to read comics, you know, sure. that form. And, yeah, getting to college, having disposable income, you know, just to blow on whatever I wanted, you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, that was a really fun time to dive in and just, you know, go full force into the New 52. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of the New 52 that I really genuinely enjoy and oh, yeah. and, and reread, you know, we can, you know, people criticize it a lot, and I they're not wrong, it was kind of a misguided... <laughs> but, you know, for somebody... For somebody like me who needed that, I had an entry point to every single character. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I love that, you know, in terms of somebody who just, you know, I knew the characters. I, you know, I watched all the shows and things, but having a place just to dive in with everybody was really cool. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, and, and that's what's fun about uh, about this story as well, is that yes. we, we do get to dive in with, because uh, Otto's kind of figuring out how to be Spider-Man and almost doing it in a way that somebody who... You know, doing it as a way like somebody who hates Spider-Man. Well, how do, how can I be a better Spider-Man? Is such an interesting take on it, right? You know, the idea that um, I I can do this better than you did, and and that wasn't even the plan initially. Like Otto was just going to take over his life and just be, you know, young and healthy again. And then you know that's what happens in Seven Hundred is Peter finally convinces him to let you know if you're gonna. If you're going to take my memories, you're going to take my my guilt and my responsibility with you. And uh, and here's Otto doing his best to do it his way, right? You know, very much in the same way that, like, you know, I think about, like, Better Call Saul, you know, which, you know, as of this recording just had its ending. Having Saul, you know, or having Jimmy want to be a lawyer, and but he had to do it his way, you know, which was kind of the... The shady way, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you're a Better Call Saul fan or not. Oh, but, I, uh, uh, what's that? I, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Well, 
it's great. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it what what makes this story work is just the you know the having that fun what if idea, like what if the villain tried to become the hero, and really seeing Otto, you know, when he's struggling with it, the only one who knows that he's struggling is is you or me, right? The reader. Uh, we're the only ones that know that he he might he's having some doubts. He's having, you know, he's still figuring out what what's the right way to go. But he's just so arrogant and cocky that nobody else can nobody else picks up on it. And I find that just as interesting as as Peter being so grief, you know, well, not grief stricken, but being so burdened by his responsibilities that, you know, it it, you know, it. He has a tough time choosing what to do or how to, you know, who to save or whatever. Whereas for Otto, it's like, you know, is it big or little? Go for the big. You know, Peter is like, there's, there's no distinction. It's similar to, um, it's, it's, it's almost the opposite of Sp um, the Raimi Spider-Man Two in terms of, you know, in that, you know, he stops being Spider-Man and is, you know, puts all the effort into Peter Parker and kind of has a, you know, improves everything on Peter Parker. Where I mean, Otto is almost going all in on Spider-Man here. Right, right, and and gets to kind of perfect that while, um, I mean, he's still having his own personal life that he wants, you know, the the obligatory, the small obligatory stuff, but uh, yeah. you know, allows him to really focus in on on the important things to him. Right, right, and that's yeah, and that's uh, and that's what made this uh, this series really great was that, um, you know, what what's how does somebody else that's, you know, just as smart as Peter, but is much more of a jerk <laughs> you know like how's he gonna handle this and and that's what i really found fascinating why that this the book remained uh something I, I i practically ran to the comic book store to get at the time you know just to be like you know how, what you know what crazy shenanigans is, is he gonna get into next you know and he he did like he kind of had spidey's greatest hits for a while you know he did uh he had the symbiote for a minute and he had and he had to fight the goblin and <laughs> You know, he had Jameson as an antagonist, right? So it's all this, he's doing all the Spidey stuff, but he's just doing it through this, through his own twisted way of doing things. And it, and I, from, from where I was sitting, it never got boring. It was like, I, I want to, I want to see how, how he deals with this. I, I, and I want him to fail. He's the bad guy, but also I'm kind of rooting for him, you know? <laughs> and, and sometimes you have to think too, in something like this, could you know with the situations that Otto does get into in some of these could Peter have handled it as well or you know you know could be you know there's some some instances where hey maybe maybe that could have been too big a challenge for Peter and in, in, in some cases too so yeah it's almost a, a right place right time type of thing that's you know that's true too and uh you know another thing that I you know it, talking about Smallville a little bit stuff that like like when Clark was on Red Kryptonite, stuff that he could do as, you know, Red Clark that, you know, normal Clark wouldn't have done, or he wouldn't have handled that situation the way it was handled. Um, mm -hmm. So th those types of stories were always kind of interesting, too. Um, you know, they, I mean, they had like, I think they did like one per season, at least, with <laughs> the Red Kryptonite yeah. arcs, but uh, uh, I don't know. I, I found most of them interesting. Uh, one or two that I was like, all right, let's we're done with this but uh but for the most part really great because we get to you know and, and just like with this you know how is this person going to deal with it 
how would Peter deal with it? And then after, you know, halfway through, we don't even, we, we don't know how Peter would deal with it because for all we know, he's gone. And that, and that raises the stakes in a whole, whole new way. Right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, if you couldn't, uh, get, uh, get what we've been saying for the past like hour, uh, you should read Spear Spider-Man. It's pretty great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, Joey, this has been such a blast. I'm, I'm so excited that somebody picked something superior spider-man i i couldn't wait to get to it uh so thank you for that this is this was a total blast yeah no problem yeah i'm happy happy to talk about it you know always a a good opportunity oh there we go uh sorry you said uh, a good opportunity to Oh yeah, um, it's always a good opportunity to dive back in and, and dust off the dust off this issue too. So yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, well, uh, thank you so much for joining me for today for and with this uh, really awesome story. Um, if uh, people are looking for you out there uh, in the interwebs, thwip, thwip, uh, where can they find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on you know uh, Twitter or Letterbox or anything like that at Joey D ninety four underscore thirteen. All right. Yeah, uh, this has been a total blast. Um, I can't wait to, uh, you know, we'll get you if you got another story. Give me, a, give me a holler. We'll get you back on. We'll, we'll shine that spider signal in the sky. Absolutely, <laughs> we'll do. <laughs> and then you'll break it. And then you'll break it and say that's that's yeah, not right. Uh, <laughs> um, well, thanks again for joining us, uh, folks. Um, if you're looking for me, you can find me at Spider Man Books on uh, on Twitter. And uh, you can email me, spidermanbookclub uh, at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please uh, write a review, uh, subscribe, get uh, get the word out there. Tell people that, that Spider-Man's cool, and, but there's something to miss with him. We can't figure it out yet, but we'll figure it out. You know, it's it's probably the way he talks, idiots. The way he goes, you're all imbeciles. Come on. It was right there in front of you, you morons. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, not to yell at all these uh, side characters, but I'm going to. Uh, so anyway, th <laughs> uh, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, and as always, we will end with Stanley's signature Excelsior. <laughs>